0: So again, it goes back to having so much compassion for yourself, that this is, you're healing your lineage forward and back, especially if you're dealing with bones, because our lineage shows up in the bones.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast, where we are remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. I am your host, Amber Magnolia-Hill. This is episode 69. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Rupam Henry. Rupam completely changed my life. 10 years ago, at the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, when I took a class from her on holistic dental care, I learned so much. I had known nothing. It changed my daily practices. It helped my family out. And I'm so happy to bring her to you today. Just to note that this interview was recorded in April, three months ago. It's just taken this long to get it out to you between working on our Herbal Homestead YouTube channel and everything that's been going on in the world and the death of my father-in-law, Grampy, Grampy Mike, almost a month ago now in a car accident. Things have been intense. Many of you will remember that my mother died the same way in 2015. So it's been really hard and heavy and heartbreaking and oh, still very much in it. You know, we'll be in it forever. Grief lasts as long as your love for the person who's gone lasts. And this is something I will talk about more in the future. But thank you for um, being patient with us, especially those of you who have placed orders. So there are three Patreon offerings, four actually, there are four, but I'm combining two of them into one post over at patreon.com slash medicine stories that go along with today's conversation which as you will hear <laughs> it's very long it's the longest conversation I've ever recorded and then we recorded a bonus once we were done and it is so full of information I tried my best to put everything in the show notes um you know rather than doing a teaser like the five things to do I actually wrote out the five things that she says to do because it's so much information Um, But if you really have dental issues, I suggest taking your own notes as well, because I definitely, definitely didn't write everything down. Um, Or, you know, take a screenshot of the timestamp when you hear something you like, if you're at a stoplight or something, because this is a lot and it's just information that's not out there in the world. There's so much information on herbal and holistic healing for the rest of the body in books and podcasts, but the dental health really is not as much. I think because there's so few people who, um, live at the intersection of dentistry and herbalism and holistic health, the way that Rupalm does. So the first post, the first two posts are for patrons only, but it's only at the $2 level, of course. And then the third post is going to be for everyone. You don't have to contribute anything to make this podcast work to access that one. So the first post contains a download of a chart that shows the correspondences between all the teeth in the mouth and the organ systems that they have a direct pathway to. You'll hear Rupam and me talk about this in the episode. Um, Very useful. Very, very useful. In that same post, there is a 10% off coupon code for Rupalm's online herb and dental health shop, and that will only be available, though, for the first week after this podcast releases. So check the date of the release, and it'll only be available for one week after that. If you're listening in the future, the coupon code will not be there, but the organ system slash tooth correspondence chart will be there. The second extra is a bonus conversation that Rupalm and I have about the liver and liver health and liver cleansing and fasts. And she just talks about how she does liver cleanses. I talk about my experience with fasting. Um, She gives us some insight into the physiology and functioning of the liver. It's really, really interesting. And I'm super grateful for her taking the time to enlighten me on that subject, that bonus just grew out of our conversation. And it was already so long that I was like, we have to end this podcast interview. But once we hung up, I was like, but wait, I really want to know more about what you, what, how you do your liver cleanse. So that's how that came to be. And then the third post that's open to everyone is two giveaways in one. So one person who enters this giveaway will win a personal one-on-one dental health consultation with Rupalm, which is $125 value. And I really, I am positive that after you listen to this, so, so many of you are going to want to talk to Rupalm directly because of course we all have our own um, personal issues going on. And I did a consultation with Rupalm after... I first met her 10 years ago, and that was super helpful. It was about my partner at the time's oral health issues. And then we talked a few weeks after we recorded this conversation because I had something else coming up. Um, And she's just, as you will hear in this interview, a wealth of knowledge and practical suggestions for what to do. Um, Keep in mind, too, since only one person will win this giveaway, that you can pay for a consultation with Rupalm, and it is well worth your time. information is all at her website. Of course, links in show notes. The other person who enters the giveaway will win one of RuPaul's dental kits. It's a $65 value and it includes her one drop only dental soap, which is the only toothpaste I will ever use for the rest of my life. It's amazing. Um, Her daily dental rinse, which is so much better than any other mouthwash you are ever going to use. Dr. Tung's floss, which is her favorite brand of floss and her stain removal kit with a bamboo toothbrush. We do talk about all of these products and how they work and why they are such superior, art- superior alternatives to what you can find in the st- in the, um, any store that you go to, but including natural and health food stores. So much of what's on the shelf, even that are like natural, organic, still have harmful ingredients. And we go into that in this interview as well. So much to learn. I know so, so much to learn. Um, I want to let you know that our St. John's wort oil is back in stock at mythicmedicine.love. We stagger our harvesting of that plant, especially over about a month And so that means we are also staggering when we strain and bottle and list them. So when you hear this, it might be sold out, but it will be back in soon. But if you hear this too far in the future, it might be sold out until next year. Um, Just check. But we made a lot more this year than we've ever made because it sold out in three months time last year, which just swept us away. And we were not expecting that at all. So check that out there. Also our queen of heaven and earth breast oil has been restocked with rose petals, dandelion blossoms, and violet leaves. And our as the witches teach oils are also restocked with yarrow and mugwort. So that's all there at mythicmedicine.love. Okay. Rupon comes from an ancient lineage of medicine makers, alchemists, and herbalists reaching back 13 generations in Germany. She is the owner of Rupalm's Herbals LLC, an herbal apothecary with approximately 40 organic formulas on the market. She combines her expertise as an herbalist and holistic health educator with her professional experience of over 20 years as an RDA in general and pediatric dentistry. Her expertise is to shine a light on the interconnectedness between the mouth and the rest of the body, mind, spirit, making oral health truly a diagnostic tool. Her focus is on prevention. Rupon provides her clients with personalized home care protocols as they journey through the often overwhelming world of dental materials and procedures. Ever felt overwhelmed after hearing what the dentist tells you is wrong with you and what your options are? At a young age, Rupam traveled to India, where she lived for five years at an international ashram, learning meditation and Eastern approaches to the inner world. Rupam is also an ordained minister through the Center for Spiritual Healing of Marin County. Her passion is to sit with fellow journeyers of all walks in a space of presence, investigating together anything that touches the heart and spirit. Her mission is to support people on their path back to their innate balance and health. She listens for any underlying disturbance and supports clients to work effectively toward their own well-being. Tools include herbal remedies, diet, education, and processes facilitating inner work. Okay, um, I think I failed to mention that the giveaway end date to enter is July 31st. So get on that patreon.com slash medicine stories and just settle in you're going to learn a lot. It might be overwhelming. Listening twice, I'm sure is something a lot of people are going to need to do or just, you know, pace yourself. Okay. Let's get into this amazing info, rich, life-changing interview with Rupam Henry. Okay. Hi, Rupam. Welcome to Medicine Stories. I am thrilled to have you here. You deeply changed my life, 10 years ago when I took a class from you at the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, and I've always had you in mind to be a guest, so I am just honored and thrilled to be talking to you today.
0: Ah, same for me.
1: Um and you know you just you just said this sentence right before we hit record about the um ancientness of herbalism and women making medicine so let's begin with something i have always remembered you talking about in that class which is your ancestral yeah. lineage and how you came to be working as an herbalist
0: Right Yeah Yeah it's kind of a crazy lineage uh my lineage it's all in Germany and we go back, both on my dad's side and my mom's side, we go back to the 16th century. Um, we have a lineage tree, a family tree, and we are right now 13 generations of medicine makers, alchemists, herbalists, and of course now it's called pharmacists, you know, in Germany. Um, right now we have 33, I think, living pharmacists right now in Germany. And uh, I grew up in my grandfather's apothecary. And at that point, I'm born in 61. So at that point, every uh, pharmacy apothecary had a kitchen in the middle of it. And I know for my grandfather's um, pharmacy, we had hundreds of herbal bins. And he pretty much made everything by hand still. So we had a doctor living upstairs and people would come down and bring their prescription and my grandfather would say, okay, come back tomorrow or whenever. And then he would go into the kitchen and make it. And that's that's just amazing. It's and I remember, amazing. yeah, and he was an avid gardener. Uh, as much as he could, he would just take off. And just puddle around in the garden and puts around. And that was really his true love. And so his love for plants came through that. And and then both my parents, that's how they met. They became pharmacists. And when they went to school, their exam, their finishing exam was still all herbal. So they had to go out in nature and... um, look for particular plants, and write down everything they knew about the plant. I mean, this is, I think it was 250, and I had to write an including complete paper on everything, the usage, how to make it, what you could do. Unfortunately, once they started practicing, it was pretty much pick up the phone and order from the industry, because the pharmaceutical, big pharma, pretty much had made its um, entrance. I and think, I, yeah. No, go ahead. And I remember as a child at this point, I think I was maybe four or five. I remember already then thinking, whoa, I am so not interested. Uh-huh. What do you do? You just pick up the phone and order something. I mean, that, I remember that as a child, that, that was my sudden feeling of what that was turning into. And I was no longer interested in going that direction. And uh, when I was 16, I actually started a pretty intense spiritual path, ended up in India and lived for five years in India. And my spiritual path then also brought me to America. And that's when I had this dream that I needed to go back and pick up my my lineage, my ancestry and Mm -hmm. medicine. Like an actual dream? It was an actual dream. In fact, in my dream, uh, I was told, I don't know exactly how that went about, but I was told that I would die the evening of that day. And I remember I wasn't concerned about that. The thing that I was concerned about was I saw all these little bottles, you know, like those brown amber Boston Mm -hmm. rounds, lots of them, and that I still had to label them and that I still had to finish my job kind of thing. (gasps) Wow. And when I came out of that, it was like, oh, my God, I have to go back into medicine making. I have to pick it up where my grandfather left it off. And that was about three years into my dental career. <sighs> and so if somebody then had told me that I would spend 20 years in dentistry, I don't know what I would have done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because two years into it, it was like, oh, my God, this is riddled with holes. We're not giving people any kind of real answers we're just doing drill and fill and it's too late you know Mm -hmm. and I remember then going back to school and um, becoming a holistic health counselor coming back to school doing flower essences and everything that I didn't or wasn't exposed to uh, through my grandfather or my family and started my career actually with Karen Sanders we're talking Mm -hmm. over 25 years ago now
1: is that in the bay area
0: yeah, when she still lived in Oakland, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I did my, I did three years through with her. I would drive every week twice. I would see her um, through everything. Um, yeah, it was a full three years, I think. And her and I became friends. Um, and there was this incredible story. This is really how we became kind of more endeared to each other. Uh, do you remember when we had seven planets in... V- wait a minute, it was Seven Planets and Earth. It was in May. And I was in her class at that time. So this must have been early 2000s, I think. And I did a spajoric tincture out of burdock.
1: Mm.
0: So I made a tincture on the day of seven planets and Earth. And it started glowing, like literally, <laughs> like, emerald green like I thought oh my god I totally messed up like what did I do kind of thing you know (laughs) and I brought it to Karen she goes she has a wicked sense of humor she goes um I'll take it I'll take it from you I'll, I can do something with it you know and and then she just shared with me that literally only once in a lifetime has she experienced where spagyric tincture turned into this otherworldly expression. And that was just that I must have nailed it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, or like it,
1: like you were being rewarded for heeding that well, dream and the call of your ancestors.
0: Exactly. It was like, um like it was, It it didn't even feel like it was me. It felt like something else came through me that I wasn't even completely aware of yet. You know? Yeah. And it was just an amazing gift because it was a confirmation that I was on the right path as a person, you know, that I had a proclivity for it, Mm -hmm. but also that it was my love because I absolutely adored burdock at that time. I mean, Mm -hmm. every year I'm kind of going completely in (laughs) complete love with a plant, you know, and that year it was burdock and that plant to play with me like that and come out the other end with this very different kind of expression was amazing
1: yeah
0: it was like so it just um confirmed that i was on the right path that's all i can say somehow
1: well what does seven planets in earth mean i i don't know much about astrology but i feel like i've never heard of planets being in earth
0: okay got it so seven different planets i guess and i don't remember which ones exactly but it was venus was in taurus and oh, and earth what? signs. Okay, I, earth sign. I Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Which
1: makes so much sense with burdock because it's exactly. so earthy. It tastes. Exactly. It tastes like you're eating the earth in the best way. Exactly. And as a root. Oh so, um.
0: and that's what I learned with Karen Sanders. She's Chaktao Indian, and she learned from her grandmother to harness and make tinctures, basically, with the moon and the planets and mm-hmm. where things are in the time frame. So, that was one of my first experiment with what had she, what she had taught me wow
1: um yeah i want to go back to the apothecaries turning into pharmacies because i think yeah. a lot of people maybe don't realize that the same thing happened in the states that you know oh, yeah. pharmacies used to be compounding pharmacies where you would take yeah. in your prescription and the person behind the desk would have knowledge of herbs and would you know, get their mortar and pestle out. And, um, and wasn't, there was something like in the last year where they're trying to shut down the last few remaining compounding pharmacies in the States to just get herbs completely out of the like American medical pharmaceutical system altogether.
0: Uh, I, 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 it breaks my heart. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager and I saw uh, both my dad's and my my granddad's pharmacy changed like updated everything suddenly was all white, you know and mm-hmm. very clinical. Yes. I remember I cried my eyes out because that was also my home. I grew up mm-hmm. in it you know we lived upstairs, and there was a literally almost like a sliding uh, stairs down into the pharmacy into the apothecary. And it was just this magical place. And I remember I cried and cried and cried when I suddenly looked at this all-white, modernized, unrecognizable place, you know? Um, wow. Yeah. Wow,
1: it's like aside from the individual feeling of loss in your home, it's like you're probably tuning into this bigger yep. impulse of like the world yep. changing and moving more away yep. from the Earth and yep. nature.
0: Exactly. <sighs> OK. Um, I think that's why we are as women especially that are called to do this work, we are so we are so important because I feel like we are bridges back to nature. You know, we are basically harboring our or voices for, you know, let's support the body with something that's natural that it can recognize to come back to a more balanced whole health, you know. I think that is one of those big pieces that I feel is so needed. Yes. Yes.
1: And why so many of us are feeling called right now to do this. Yep. Yeah. Um, where
0: in Germany was that? This was more southern. Uh, my dad's pharmacy is in Freising, which is about an hour away from Munich. And then my grandfather's is about four hours from Munich towards the Rhine, uh, Würzburg. Uh, the Rhine is very known for its wine. Uh, it's a particular size of bottle particular shape of bottle so it's really a wine area where my 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 granddad had his pharmacy Mm -hmm. but all both of them southern Mm
1: -hmm. okay um so how (laughs) how (laughs) did you get called into dentistry and like what yeah what has that path been what are your credentials what's your experience there
0: okay um God, I mean, initially, what called me was uh, almost luck of the draw, except I don't believe in coincidences. Um, I wanted something. I knew I was very health oriented and I had just come from India and um, spent up in Oregon a couple of years in my part of my spiritual community. And then it was the first time for me to actually work in what we call the world. And I wanted something that I could do anywhere in the world. And so when I looked around and what I needed to do to make an entry into something, dentistry crossed my my, my table, my board. And I thought, okay, let's start. And I ended up going into the field here in Sebastopol um, with a doctor that needed somebody that was doing basically all the instrumentation and the sanitizing and basically the backup girl, and I started doing that. And within, well, I would say a few short weeks, we all realized that I had really good hands for it. And he said, you know what, why don't you go back to school and get paid for what you're doing? Because he allowed me to do a lot of things that really I needed a license for. And so... It took two years. You can go to evening school and not full-time school if you have worked two years in an office, which I did. And then I did pretty much everything with night school and weekend. And by 87, I had my uh, RDAEF, which is Registered Dental Assistant with Extended Functions. And I pretty much did everything except actually drilling or giving injections. But I did everything from... Uh, making temporary crowns to cleaning children's teeth up to 18. So I became pretty much full on and many times I would work on patients by myself. And I realized in terms of helping and supporting people, I felt like there were so many pieces missing. And I was clear on that literally by the time I had all my licensing. And I was like, wow, we have no answers. We're just filling and drilling and telling people they need to brush and floss. And it was obvious that that weren't all the answers that were really helping. I mean, people brushed and flossed beautifully and still had cavities and still had gum disease, and why? My training in school gives you no answers to that. You know, and that's when I went back and said, okay, I need to find out more. And that's really when my holistic health career started. I went back to school in 2000, uh, no, sorry, in 1993 and became a holistic health counselor. And shortly after that, I had the dream and I went back into medicine making and plants. And I would say it felt like I was still collecting pieces to make a collage that then I would use to support people with. And so what I am right now, what I'm really left with is, of course, the whole herbal pathway, holistic health counseling in terms of detective work for the person, what lifestyle works for them. Um, And then, of course, I have worked the whole... Being in the office and seeing hundreds and hundreds, and at this point probably thousands of people, of what works and doesn't work for them. So at this point, I call my business Holistic Health and Dental Solutions, because once you start opening up through the mouth and see what's going on, it goes right back to health. Mm -hmm. And then it's detective work to finding out what isn't or is working for the person And that's why it shows up a certain way in the mouth. So really, the mouth is a guidance or a diagnostic tool, really, of what's going on in the person's health, Mm -hmm. what's going on in their even mental, what's even going on emotionally for them, what's going on spiritually for them. It's really a very big picture, and flossing and brushing is a small piece of it. You still have to, of course, brush and floss, but there is a much deeper investigation that needs to go on to truly became become healthy in the mouth so to speak you know
1: wow I I remember you just you blew my mind when you talked about that in your class I had no idea you know I had been my parents had good health insurance I'd been going to the dentist every six months my entire life yeah Um, and I, I do think I got some sort of like genetic luck in there I've only had two cavities in my life both when I was pregnant um, so I had never really had like dental problems that I had to think about. And when you talked about how it like the mouth is connected to the rest of the body so deeply yeah, and it's like um, an opening, like an entryway, I think of it, you know, ever since right. then, like if there's problems in the mouth, they're going to go into the body. And I've just, I've heard so many stories since then, like, yeah, especially if people's well, I, I'm sure it goes so far beyond. But when someone's telling me, like, my husband's gums are looking like this, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on
0: with his internal organs? If right. his gums are like that, right? Right. Right. I mean, truly, if dental professionals, in my mind, were educated correctly, we would be one of the first people to see when the immune system goes down mm-hmm. or when the pH and the, you know the alkaline acidic balance is off because it pretty much shows up in the mouth quickly in the gum tissue. Cavities is a little different. Cavity is a bit of, I always call it like, it's a little bit like the Titanic. It takes a little bit of a chronic, continuous inflammation, acidity level, adrenal going into fight and flight for a while for it to really show up, that's true for all bones. But when it comes to gum tissue being inflamed or receding a little or you're suddenly having real intense sensitivity, does the immune system. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Um, So I think everyone's heard about like the pH balance and how that's important in the body. But can you tell us more about that and how the mouth is involved in all this?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we do hear so much about alkalizing, alkalizing, eat alkalizing foods. It's very important because, so to go back a little bit, Uh, in anthropology and also in a deep holistic health in Ayurveda, in Chinese medicine, we say really where the focus needs to be is on the environment, meaning uh, there's a tree and to not focus on the branches and cutting off the branches, but where we have to focus is the roots and where it gets its nutrition and all that. So the same with the mouth and the body. If you have um, the immune system going down, there's lots and lots of things that get impacted in terms of how it shows up in the mouth. Sure, there is uh, gum stuff happening, meaning you get maybe swollen or red gums, you know. And I know up to now, and even now in holistic, I've been listening to a lot of um, holistic dental seminars online, and they're talking about, Uh, you know, the the, um, oral bio um, in terms of what's going on and and going on and what you could do. And what I think is we're still needing to go back to the basics, which means the environment is the most important thing. Meaning if you have a pH balanced, um, a neutral pH in the mouth and hopefully acidic pH in the urine, if that balance is correct, then bacteria in the mouth, and viruses for that matter, can't really get a stronghold. Does that make sense? Yep. So really the focus doesn't need to be so much on bacteria in the mouth. It really needs to be on what do I need to do that my body is kind of in this sweet spot where it's humming along and it doesn't have too much inflammation, it has um, everything that it needs in terms of nutrition, minerals, vitamins. The liver is not too stagnated. I mean, all of this is going to show up in the pH balance. And one of the coolest things you can do, it's not totally accurate, but you can get a sense, is to get pH strips. And first thing in the morning, pee on one and write down the number of that. Take another uh, strip, and this is before you brush your teeth or drink water or do anything. And measure the acidity or the alkalinity in your saliva. Mm. And then please take two strips. Somebody yelled at me because I didn't make that clear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So one for your urine, one for your saliva. And um, the saliva ideally is seven. This is where you need to be pH balanced. Mm -hmm. This will show you a bit of a deeper level. The urine needs to be pH acidic. There's a lot of miscommunication and understanding out there. It needs to be around 5.8. You're hopefully secreting acidic waste. In a lot of these packages, it says you want to be seven in the urine. That's wrong.
1: Oh, my gosh. That is so good to know because I actually was testing my morning urinary pH about a month ago pretty consistently, trying to get it to seven, eating all the veggies, eating all the greens, and it just wouldn't get there. And I was like, okay, exactly, what's going on? Wow. Yeah.
0: So it's a misunderstanding. The, The pH needs to be seven in the mouth, and that's an ideal picture. So if it's a little less than that, it's fine. And actually, if it is seven in the urine, often that that can indicate is what we call switched pH. That actually is an indication that the kidney is struggling. Mm. And it's often an indication that the toxins are recirculating because the kidney isn't peeing them out correctly or not fully. Wow. And that often is also a sign that you're too acidic. So when somebody is, say, eating McDonald's three times a day, which I don't come across a lot of people that are doing that, but if that's what was going on, I wouldn't give people things like um, liver uh, stimulants like the Swedish bitters. I would more say start out with a tea that's alkalizing and mineralizing. So you are not going to recirculate your toxins. You're going to start peeing them out. Otherwise, people can get really sick.
1: Oh, gosh, I feel like there's so many things there to is, talk yes. about. <laughs> um, I, I guess I think probably one question a lot of people are going to be having because there are so many different ways like oral health can go wrong is what if someone is really like in a crisis situation right now, or they know their mouth is messed up? Like what, what can that person
0: do? You know, the mouth is your first entry. It's your first part of the digestive system. So for me, what I tell people when they are just freaking out and they're going, "Whoa, what am I needing to do right away to help myself to turn this around? I go focus on the digestive system in holistic health anyways we say everything starts there. And when it comes to dental problems, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. So, one of these amazing things is drink celery juice. I know a lot of people have heard about the celery juice. I've been on it now for 5 years, not every single day, but a lot of a lot of days in the week. And what that does is it uh, it does a lot of things, but it also rebalances hydrochloric acid. Mm. The reason that's so important for oral health is at night, if your digestive system is struggling. So or that's you, in the stomach. Yes. Yeah. Not, not the
1: lower down intestines. I, no, I noticed that so many people just think the stomach... Uh, refers to the entire digestive tract, or they just use my stomach when they're talking about you know, their whole digestion. So we're talking about this, the actual stomach that's connected to the mouth through the esophagus.
0: Yes. Exactly. Okay. I mean, in my mind, all of digestion, but one of the first things if you're in a crisis mode, what you have to balance out fast, especially if you're getting cavities, is the hydrochloric acid balance, mm-hmm. because what happens at night, and you won't even know. You won't say, oh, I have acid reflux. You will never know. When you're sleeping, a little bit of the hydrochloric acid, like acid reflux in the worst cases, comes back into your mouth. Mm. And it's like battery acid in your mouth. So it's it draws minerals out of your mouth, out of your teeth. And not only that is, it's even worse if you are having, say, a dry mouth, either through medication or genetically. Now you even have less saliva to, practi- to uh, protect your teeth. So the first thing that people need to do is to make sure, get your hydrochloric acid back in balance. And celery juice is amazing for that.
1: Oh, wow. Great to know.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is in digestion is if you're pooping only once a day or even less, you're constipated. Uh-huh. And only, that-
1: only once a day.
0: I know I used to go because I used to be really constipated. Pooping once a day was like, yay! yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and only since I've started this whole thing with celery juice and shifting my diet somewhat um, has that. I have been pretty much pooping twice a day and ideally like real ideal is like pooping after every meal. But I would say twice a day is as ideal as most people can come. Uh, Some people do more. Then it's sometimes, uh, especially if the form is really loose, it can be a lot of heat in the gut. So any, really any gut problems have a deep effect on your uh, whole oral cavity, really. Mm
1: -hmm. And it goes both ways, right? It's just like an open channel of communication going both
0: ways. Yes. And the other thing is this is where the immune system comes back in. So not many people know that teeth, the enamel isn't a closed structure, okay? Mm. It is formed with millions of tubules that are actually open to the mouth. So imagine your tooth not being a closed, um, literally like plastic where nothing goes in and out. It's actually millions of little tubules open to the environment. Now, when the immune system is nice and strong, the fluid... Um, pressure goes from the inside out meaning there's always a positive uh, pressure pushing out out through the tooth and uh, especially if a tooth of course is still alive, it has oxygen, it has blood flow it has lymphatic fluid and it's all pushing out now the moment your immune system goes down that fluid pressure through the tubules is starting to get a little weaker and what happens is then stuff like acidity and bacteria can come into the tooth more. And that's basically the first step of a cavity because you're losing minerals faster than you can rebuild. And when you have your immune system lower, also often what can happen is that your system starts to get more acidic. So it's at the beginning of a situation that if it goes on chronically, let's say for months and months and months, you can then have things like osteoporosis, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and also bone loss and cavities. Everywhere there is bone, it can hit you, and then where we're going to is where it hits you is your personal um, imbalance of what I call the energy centers, you know, in India we call it chakras, then it come, It has a connection to also the emotional part, the mental part, and where you are off balance a little bit. Then it hits you where you are, quote unquote, a little bit off balance. Like if a person has a hard time uh, speaking their truth or keeping their word to themselves or others, then that links to what I call the fifth chakra, which is your mouth and your throat. Is uh, that, I follow, yeah. follow? Yes, I just,
1: I love how you are um, bringing in, breaking your word to yourself into that too.
0: Definitely. That's why addiction is has a big part mm. in the fifth chakra and the mm. fifth energy center, you know? So because there's a lot of people, they say, well, I eat all this junk and I have all this going on and I have no cavities. And when I dig a little deeper, he goes, yeah, oh yeah, I'm getting a hip transplant. mm so where it hits you then is a very person-to-person story.
1: Yeah, so his is in his second chakra.
0: Exactly. He was very comfortable speaking out, and he was also a public speaker, you know. So it then shows up in a different place. For him, it was more the first and the second energy center. He had more things to go to go on around that. And that's the deep piece as well, because if there is trauma in the body, or abuse or something like that, and you haven't been able to heal it on a more cellular level, it opens you up to imbalances that hit you in the chakra that is connected to whatever has gone on in your life's journey, you know. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, when it comes to the mouth, it's just like open up pandora's box or the can of the worms you know to go like where is my detective work where is my spiritual work needing to take me to help myself to bring balance to that area so telling somebody to not have sugar or to have that's just a very small entrance way into something that actually isn't that easy to do right because if you tell somebody to change their diet that might be their uh, comfort uh, or their their zone of trying to deal with what's going on, mm-hmm. drama wise. You know. Then immediately we're talking about addiction and addictive behaviors and habits, and they need so much gentleness and care and slowness. So nothing goes very fast. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, it goes back to having so much compassion for yourself that this is you're healing your lineage forward and back, especially if you're dealing with bones. Mm-hmm. Because our lineage shows up in the bones.
1: Wow, yeah. So I the, I was just wanting to move more towards bones. And I know you speak about this connection between adrenal
0: health and bone yep. health, which includes the teeth, of course. Yeah, yep. which goes right back to, you know, if you're, if you're in a fight and flight situation, if you're constantly um, pushed either through food or through um, trauma or through anything going on in your environment, if that pushes your system into fight and flight chronically, basically your body cannot absorb minerals into bone. You're going to take, the system is in its wisdom, is going to take out minerals faster than you can rebuild. Mm -hmm. That's why one of the biggest things that has an influence on the mouth is financial stress. Mm. It's it's fight and flight. It's survival, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can see how when it comes to just the mouth, it's just an entry into your entire lifestyle, journey, pathway. And in my mind, if we don't have a spiritual practice that kind of holds us, it's really hard to heal in a way that your fight and flight isn't chronically activated when stuff starts to touch you,
1: mm-hmm. which is just so many of us. I mean, I I've really been tracking my cortisol peaks and my when I yeah. go into fight and flight, and it's it's multiple times a week. Yep. Like I feel yep. good if I get through a whole day, and I'm like, I didn't ha- have that happen to me today. I stayed calm. I'm breathing normally, right? And I and I just think when I, you know, so many other people have it so much worse than I do.
0: And also, um, you know, what's going on around us. We are we are not apart from the mm-hmm. world. We're not apart from our other people around us. I mean, especially if you're sensitive, yeah. you're going to pick up right now. You're going to pick up a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. And if you think, oh, that's me, it very much, especially for sensitive people, it probably isn't just you at all. It's we're picking each other up, yeah. you know. Absolutely. So becoming aware that your experience might say very little about you personally is another way of holding it in such a way that we don't take it so personal. It's yeah. not like what am I doing wrong. It's like more like wow, being really soft-hearted, having a soft belly towards. Okay, we're experiencing this. It's okay. It's okay. Don't take it so personal.
1: Mm, I like that a yeah. soft belly.
0: yeah soft belly of just feeling it and I mean I recognize and I've been on this path since I'm 16 I recognize how strong this habit is of moving away from things that are uncomfortable it's almost instant you know Uh it's like wanting to remove ourselves from anything uncomfortable and what would it feel like if we can stay with it and with just a really soft belly and breathing into it and going, okay, if it's hard, this will also pass, you know, it's all changeable. How, how would it feel if I can just hang in there? Because what that does for us, we can hold more space for ourselves and we can hold space for other people if we can hang in just a little longer with the discomfort Our whole American culture is all like, let's get off it fast, you know. I mean, it's literally how many uh, appliances can you turn on at the same time when discomfort comes up, Mm -hmm. you know. And I know for myself, like, I've been more of an oral comforter, so I'm very aware of how easily I want to grab for something that's just taking the edge off, you know, and how much it takes for me to go, can I just be here, even if it's just for a couple of seconds? Can I just feel into this? Because it makes you more, it makes you a deeper person. It makes you able to actually enjoy more. You know, it's a high price to pay when we run,
1: right? And when we numb,
0: and when we numb, it's a high price to t- to pay. You know, and any any person with habits that says, "Man, you know, I did it again." For one, be really, really soft with yourself. And how much awareness can I bring into the mechanism? Because it's just a mechanism. It's not me. It's a mechanism that plays out the same for every person. It's just what they use is different. The intensity of how they use might be different, but it's the same mechanism for everyone. Um, And that's a big piece when it comes to oral health. And when we run a lot you know, it starts to show up in your bones as well. Mm-hmm. And when it's hard to do this, and when you to keep in mind, you're gonna heal your you're gonna heal your ancestry going back and forward. Whatever you can heal in your structure, in your system, you won't pass on to your children. Um Thank you. So the bones are <laughs> the bones are huge, and what shows up in the bones are, and to tell you the truth, everybody is going to have uh, problems in the mouth at some point in their life.
1: Yeah,
0: it will because there's only so much you can do at some point. So if it's been going on for a year that you're working with something and you're suddenly showing up with cavities, have huge compassion for yourself because you're working it, but it might just not go in such a way that you don't get the cavity or that you heal the cavity, which can be done. You can heal a cavity. Right. But so many pieces have to come together. So if you're not able to do that, oh, my God, it's like holding yourself like a little kid. You know? yeah.
1: Um Thank you. I feel like I'm just like receiving your wisdom transmission right now, and I'm grateful for it. Um But I want, there's a few more things. I want to come back to the healing, the cavities. I want to come back to your home, go to your home care protocol. But first I want to talk about viral overloads. Right. Um, So I'm going to read a sentence that you wrote, and then I'm going to tell you a story, and then I'm going to let you speak on it. Okay. So your sentence is, viral overloads can literally create any disturbance in our system. Nerve irritation, aches and pains, sleeping disturbances, gum disease, cavities, anxiety, digestive issues, including hydrochloric acid imbalances, adrenal issues, etc., um, so anyone who's listened to the previous episode to this with Nadine Artemis would have heard me already say this very shortly, but I started following a woman on Instagram. Her handle is organic underscore Olivia, because people were sending me her way because her parents had COVID-19 at the very beginning of the crisis. She's an herbalist on the East coast and her mother got admitted to the hospital right away. She took care of her father for a few days. And then finally the ER said they would take him to, he needed to be you know, under Mm -hmm. intensive care at that point. But she really like kept him alive those few days. And once her parents were both in the hospital, she really dove into deep research and she was sharing all of this on her stories. It's all on her highlights on her page if people want to check it out. But she came to really see a connection and she has linked to all sorts of studies. She has had all sorts of doctors write her and be like, yes, I'm seeing this too, that the you know, pneumonia that's, that often comes with viral overloads, the bacterial pneumonia is um, very linked to the oral microbiome. Not at all surprising. And especially um, provotella, bacteria. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she has just been putting up slide after slide after slide, making this connection between the provotella bacteria that often causes pneumonia in COVID patients and influenza patients and the oral microbiome and how that bacteria can be mm-hmm. totally in there. So mm-hmm. that just has been blowing my mind. And she, I mean, she's got uh, like hundreds of thousands of followers and people who are really paying attention to this connection that she's making. And again, there are like Scientific studies on all this, so you know basically the conclusion is like if your oral microbiome was off before you caught COVID, you might be much more likely to develop a severe
0: case of it. Does that make sense to you? Totally, absolutely. And uh, just to link it a little different, I mean i I hear, and this is one of the things that we are we are really finding out that the bacteria in a mouth is a sign of something. You know. And makes sense, right? And in my mind, it goes back to if you can keep your environment, meaning your body, mind, emotion in a pH balance, which means your, your whole system is on a sweet spot, bacteria and viruses can't go nuts. They can't. It just can't happen because it's not the environment. For bacteria to go really crazy and viruses too, there has to be quite a amount of um, inflammation in the body already. Like, if a virus or bacteria, even if, say, what's going on right now in the world, if a very sweet spot, good immune system, pH balanced person gets, uh, um, uh, what's the word, (laughs) gets in contact with this, the likelihood that it's a fairly mild case and the body is going to deal with it is really high. But if somebody is showing all this bacterial um, activity, to me, that's a sign that there's probably quite a bit inflammation and acidity going in the system, which makes the body the perfect breeding ground for this to take off in a pretty intense way. So does that make sense? Does that fit It absolutely does. It's it's driving me crazy. All these
1: mainstream news outlet headlines and articles that are talking about the discrepancy and how hard this hits some people and they're yes. like, We just have no idea why. Well maybe yes. we'll never know. You know, it's like, of exactly. course it's it's exactly. the terrain. It's the terrain of the body is what's exactly
0: at play. Exactly. So for me right now, if somebody really wants to holistically protect themselves, you know, of course you want to take the the vitamin C. Of course you want to take the zinc. Of course you want to wash your hands and do all the protective measures. But cut down and cut out coffee right now. Cut out drinking like crazy. You know, cut out anything that makes your body really acidic and creates a ton of inflammation, you know. That on a really deep way where I feel like what you can do you know, instead of freaking out and being totally afraid, make sure you give your body so it can fight back. Uh, and a big I mean, and that comes also with the whole oral thing. One of the things when people ask me, what are the three things you can do to avoid cavities? Giving up caffeine is a huge one.
1: Oh, yeah. Tell me about that.
0: Because it drops your, I mean, if if you say, for instance, you, you have your cup of coffee and a half an hour later... Um, do a pee on a strip of the ph paper your ph is going to have plummeted Mm. for sure you know luckily you know if you know you can drink nettle and oat straw and spearmint to bring the the acidity kind of neutralize it but if you're somebody that drinks it every day three four cups your system is going to be pretty acidic and that's like a nice breeding ground for bacteria for Everything that loves that kind of environment. The other thing is, um, I just lost my train of thought. Your three things Uh, to prevent cavities. Oh, yes, my three things. Uh, The other thing is rinse your mouth out with water. Do a water pick. Get a water Mm -hmm. pick. Protect you from having stuff like food particles still left in your mouth Mm -hmm. because that creates acidity in the mouth because your body still thinks it's digesting. So when it thinks it's digesting, it's making the saliva more acidic to help you break down your food, pre-prepare it to go into the stomach. So rinsing your mouth out with water, if I'm traveling and I don't have a water pick, I just take a big swish of water and I power swish to my teeth. (laughs) I either swallow or I spit it out. That's the second. And the third one is do not brush with anything that has vegetable glycerin because vegetable glycerin sticks on your teeth and it is actually the consistency is like plaque so it's sticky it's sweet and it actually got it it kind of just comes more plaque because it has the plaque can stick on it it's like plaque which is sticky right so all the good to, uh, toothpastes out there like Vella and Jason and RME and all these things Unfortunately, the second or third ingredient is vegetable glycerin, and it's just not great.
1: Wow! So these brands that people think, oh, they're alternative, healthy,
0: holistic—way better than Colgate, that's for sure. Uh huh. Well,
1: what 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 is in those like mainstream? We grew up using Aquafresh. Oh, I know,
0: I know. I mean, if you look on the ingredient list, it's like a chemical warfare. I mean. Uh, from like food coloring to, I mean, look at Listerine, look at the ingredients, Listerin It's like all the coloring and the alcohol and the, it's not a pretty picture. And, oh. and, you know, it's open mucosa, so it, it's faster in your system. That's why the sublingual tablets are one of the fastest way into your body. So if somebody says, well, we're doing fluoride only topical, in the mouth fluoride, there's nothing topical about it. Might as well swallow it because you are. Oh, right right? right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what my daughter's dentist always says to us when we refuse the fluoride. Right. Um,
0: uh, so anything in the mouth is systemic right. and it's systemically immediate. I mean, that's why homeopathy under the tongue, sublingual, anything under the tongue, cause it goes faster into your system than swallowing a tablet. I mean, it's, it's fast. So, you know, having, shoving a, a child you know, a fluoride tray and then say, keep it in your mouth for a minute. I mean, you're swallowing intense amounts of fluoride. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. Do you want to go back to toothpastes and like a home care yeah. protocol? But first yeah. I am so curious, something that I have heard a lot about, I've never needed a root canal, so I've never looked into it, but I know that so many wise people strongly caution against them. Can you, right. can you tell me why?
0: Yeah. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky topic because really, um, so for people that might not completely know what a root canal is, root canal basically is often done when a cavity has gone into the nerve chamber, which means the nerve chamber itself is sterile. And if a cavity opens up the nerve chamber with decay, suddenly bacteria gets introduced into the nerve chamber and it's no longer sterile. And most of the time, if not 100%, the nerve will die, which means infection starts to set in as the nerve tissue starts to putrefy, And that's why so many people that have a tooth dying on them have intense pain, because suddenly you have this intense pressure in that tooth cavity, you know. And if the body is really a good immune system, often it finds a way to drain that. So many people find suddenly a pimple on the outside you know, um, our buckle area, not the cheek itself, but on the outside of the gum on the tooth, suddenly has like a pimple and is training out of it. That's a body helping itself drain the infection. And many times the way, sometimes it's not clear which tooth it is, many times what we do is we put a gut aperture, like this tiny little thing, into the the, the little pimple, and it shows, we take an x-ray and it shows to which tooth it's it's going to, where the drainage hole is. And that's the tooth that's basically dying. And the root canal, what that means is it means we are taking with tiny little files, we're taking all, or trying to at least, most of the nerve tissue out of there, which leaves the chamber... Um, quote unquote empty, it's not empty. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to remove as much uh, tissue material as we can. The problem with that is there's no way to sterilize a nerve chamber. So what's happening now is that you have a, basically to not be gross, but basically you now have a little corpse in your mouth. You're having a dead tooth. No blood flow going through, no oxygen flow going through. So what happens is bacteria, remember we talked about those millions of tubules that have a fluid uh, outward pressure? That is no longer happening. There is no live tissue anymore, so it's wide open to your mouth. So any bacteria can come in. And because there is no oxygen, that bacteria can very easily become anaerobic. And that's the whole work of Western Price of how he proved that he sterilized a root canal tooth. He pulverized it. And then he put some of that powder under the skin um, uh, of a rabbit. And that rabbit basically died within a couple of weeks, showing of how intensely toxic that tooth became. And that's... Um, That's basically the big, huge question mark when it comes to root canaling teeth, especially when you have in mind that it is connected like a red string to an organ system.
1: Right. Well, what I remember hearing so much is that people who have had root canals have much higher incidences of cancer.
0: Right. Again, because it's a stagnation on a organ meridian. Right. So it's not cancer elsewhere in the body, not, you know, near the tooth right because again like the tooth is on one end of the string the organ system is on the other end of the string so they influence each other what we do to the organ system through diet um, lifestyle has an effect on the tooth and what we do to the tooth has an effect on the organ system it's like the chicken and the egg and so that's why it's become a um, a big question mark in holistic dental practices i however i feel like i am not point blank saying rip out everything in your mouth that is a root canal there is ways of testing if it if it is a burden on the system it's more important to see okay so the body is super intelligent and amazingly resourceful in terms of healing and balancing balancing itself so If somebody has a root canal sitting on, say, the lung and the large intestine meridian, and their digestive system is great, and they're doing celery juice, and they have found the diet that really works for them and doesn't put them into fight and flight, and they meditate, and they have a great lifestyle, I feel like the body can help itself. Often what I see is that the body, you can see it on x-ray, has literally created a little It's almost like a little sack that's holding on to the bacteria, has literally protected itself, and it's not creating symptoms. So, like my mom, she had three root canals on lung large intestine, and she did good because she had a fantastic lifestyle, and she was eating super uh, well, and she was exercising. She's 83, no medication, no nothing. By the time she turned 70, She suddenly had one sinus infection after another. She had diarrhea for like almost three months straight. I said, Mom, this is the time we need to do something about those root canals. And I swear to you, we took those three root canals out and within two days, all symptoms disappeared. So that's why I love this chart so much because if you have a root canal, not in a frantic way, but in just an an aware way, keep in mind what organ system it sits on. And if that organ system suddenly starts to become chronic with some kind of imbalance, then I would say might be a good idea to extract that particular tooth.
1: Yeah, so this chart that you were referring to, like you said that your mom's um, root canals were on the lung, large intestine meridian. So this chart is available at Patreon. And it just shows every tooth in the mouth and its corresponding um, organ, meridian system. right? And then which parts of the body and like what physical and emotional symptoms can be manifested from that.
0: Right. Or not. It goes again chicken and egg, for instance. If my mom, she's a war baby. So she was 12 years old before the the war ended, um, in Germany. So she of course was, had experienced a ton of fear. So she had a lot of cavities in her teeth. When she was a teenager, she started to have cavities in these teeth that are connected to kidney bladder and, uh, Kidney bladder is like most of your incisors, you know, like the front four teeth, tops and bottoms. That's the kidney bladder area. And so she just with having so much fear in her system chronically, it then had an influence on the teeth. So it can be a chronic emotional state as well. It's not that the organ system gives you the emotion. It can be the other way around as well. Makes sense. Two-way so two way way street. It's not, <clears throat> yes, it's, it, that's why house. we are not separate. All of it plays together. Um, okay, many let's... times you have no control over those kind of things, right? So that's why I say definitely brush your teeth. Definitely use the water pick. Definitely do everything you have control over to help your body. That's why doing dietary changes is still something that many of us do have control over, unless it's also a huge um, habitual thing. How how you bring yourself comfort, then it becomes much more challenging. You know, I mean, I know Karen Sanders once, uh, in her very dry uh, sense of humor, said, "You know, people when in her consultations she found that people rather move." from one side of the country to another, uh, change jobs, um, do all kind of crazy challenging things before they want to change their diet, you know, because it isn't many times it isn't very easy. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: so. um, let's look at healing cavities. And I'm assuming this would also be a very nice place to touch on like optimal nutrition for dental health.
0: Yeah, and that's another big, um, oh, you know what? Before I go further, I want to talk still, finish off the root canal thing. So the root canal is such a tricky thing because there is really only one option. If you're not having the root canal or you're wanting to take care of a root canal tooth that is creating problems, really the only other option is to extract it.
1: Yeah, I was going to so,
0: ask. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why that is a problem is, for one, it could be cosmetic aesthetic. So what are you going to do once the tooth is gone, right? Or it could be a problem because it's the last tooth in your mouth back there and it's holding your bite equal. Or it would create um, chewing problems. So now you have to take a look at what are my options. You know, bridge is not such a great option because you have to basically – uh, shave down the tooth left and right from the missing tooth to put a bridge on, implant, which many people have a, the idea of having a titanium or a zirconium post stuck in their bone freaks them out, or, um, and plus it's all, we're talking all these things are super costly, right? Uh, so the options are they're, they're difficult they're challenging for many people we're talking thousands of dollars in most cases um or people are i mean to me one of the one of the things that are really nice option are these partials that are just covering the false tooth but it is something that you take in and out you know so there is Really, there is the bridge, there is the implant, and there is partials, or in a case of somebody losing all their teeth, dentures. And dentures can also be sitting on top of implants in in core uh, uh, places where they can hold it. So there is a money issue, there is a aesthetic issue, there is a comfort issue. So there's a lot of things that you have to work with to cover something that now is gone. And that's why it's such a difficult um thing, especially if it's say a tooth that is holding an entire bridge to it, and the person would lose the entire bridge of four teeth. So it is a it's a big thing and that becomes very person by person. It's not a blank uh what can you do? It's literally it's people call me up and I look at their situation and they go, so these are the issues, these are the the choices you have, and what can you afford, what's in what's in the best case for your overall health. So there's a lot of things that go way beyond just the mouth.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna ask, like, okay, first of all, how can people find a dentist who might be willing to take a different approach to things, you know, look holistically, and then if they can't, do
0: you do consults? Like I'm just I'm thinking right. a lot of people listening yeah, yeah, to this yeah. are going to be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. I need this. Yeah, definitely. For one, people trust me because I have no financial, uh, even if they're completely new to me, I have no financial gain by any of the options. And for me, I I like to look at, you know, does that put the person under complete financial overload? Not a great idea in my mind. You know, uh, does it leave them Looking like the tooth fairy with no tooth up front, you know, like what are their options that's the most kindest and gentlest to them? And many times, what I find, unfortunately, is that many dentists don't give people all the options, they just basically give the most expensive option, and then persons kill themselves to try to get there. Right? Can
1: I just interject here really quick, too? In Nadine Artemis's book, um renegade beauty her chapter on dental health she talks about a study that was done in which the same person went to a lot of different dentists I forget the number but it was like dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and everyone gave a different diagnosis and set out a different treatment plan so it's like we we think the dentists are these experts and what they're telling us is the truth and this is our only option
0: Yeah yeah exactly i i it's so it's so disappointing i feel because why are we not taking a bigger look i mean why why not i mean you know when you see the person and they're saying just a simple filling is tough for them financially why would you give them a treatment plan that is so beyond them it's just going to put them into depression you know or in one case Uh, A friend of mine that used up her entire inheritance, and then she ended up getting cancer because there was tons of root canals in there, and they were definitely having a, uh, you know what I mean. And it's like, wow, why are we not taking a bigger look at the person? You know. And this is total tunnel vision. You know, that's unfortunate. Yeah,
1: like all modern American medical care as well.
0: Um, and I have to say in, in defense of many dental professionals, that's how we are trained. Yeah. Unless somebody goes out there and, you know, puts their neck on the line and gets an holistic training for many times, you know, for holistic dentists to say, don't have, don't have fluoride, It's not a good thing. Literally, if you would sue them, they would automatically, lose the uh, lose because they're not practicing uh standard they're back basically they're told they're practicing below standard mm-hmm. so somebody that's getting education and sticking their neck out to doing being holistically actually they're walking a bit of a dangerous path you know what i mean yeah i do and they're doing it out of their conviction so my head goes off to all holistic dentists out there no doubt you know And I get why people are a little scared of saying no fluoride because we're getting brainwashed about the fluoride issue, for instance, or mercury, for that matter, or root canals, for that matter. Mm -hmm. There was
1: sometime last year, I I might be wrong about this but i feel like it was in the journal of the american medical association it was in a big time medical journal um they came out with like a new study that showed that yes fluoride is super dangerous it always has been and they like they publicly backtracked their stance on fluoride um i'll try to find that to put it in the show notes you know what
0: the the interesting thing is uh the lawsuit against use of both mercury and fluoride has been many times won, but it still gets pushed under the carpet by the ADA because they are freaked out that they could get sued and all that. That just could get yes, da, da da da. But this has nothing to do with the people's health. Right. This has nothing to do with it. You know.
1: Yeah. the The ADA being the American Dental Association. Um, I found it. It is JAMA, the Journal of the yeah. American Medical Association, yeah. August of two thousand nineteen. Is fluoride potentially neurotoxic? Um, You know, yesterday I started a new book, Plague of Corruption. And it's by Dr. Judy Mikevitz. And the intro is by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he looks oh. at the medical history of all the times when people knew there was a problem. They knew an ingredient or something was toxic, yeah. but industry stepped in and don't no, 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 push that under the rug. We'll lose so much money, even though they knew it was killing people. And yeah. for me, as someone who speaks about vaccines openly and like, you know, you know what I do, yeah. I to see this like larger historical arc of just how many times in his in american medical history and industrial history that has happened it was mind-blowing yeah Um, and you
0: know i when i went to dental school not to this day nobody talks about that europe not a single country in europe has fluoride in the water why right because they know. know And most of the time up to now, it's, it's starting to change a little bit. But in my when I was a child, you know, it's totally socialized. So the government pays for a lot of that. And it's down to money. In this case, though, it's not that Europe is so incredibly better. It's but it's back down to the money. Because they would have to pay for everything that fluoride instigates. You know right.
1: What I mean? Right. Whereas here, the pharmaceutical companies are like, awesome. We'd love to instigate all these health problems in you via, you know, all these various practices and medicine and dentistry. So you can be dependent yep. on us for your drugs that, you know, mask yep. the symptoms, but don't help you heal in any way. Okay. So how can people find holistic dentists near them? And if they don't find one, do you do consultations or how can they get
0: guidance? I have, um, I'm always building on adding holistic dentists to my website. So, right now I have uh, practitioners, and some of them wouldn't even call themselves holistic. But really, what you need to find is you need to find somebody that's personable. You need somebody where you feel like they're going to listen to you and they're going to make it work for you. So, Somebody that isn't completely married to their own viewpoint, you know, so if you tell them, listen, I don't want fluoride. I don't want my kids to have fluoride. Please make a note on my chart. You know, so many of the dentists then go, every time you walk in, you get like the third degree, you know, of how this is like, you're totally neglecting your kids. And so you need to find somebody that's actually working with you that says, you know what, I get it. You know, if you're concerned about this, we will work with you. You know, that's what you need. You need, ideally, actually, I even like Dennis, They might not do holistic, but they do amazing work because doing any, uh, doing crowns, doing fillings, it's like doing Swiss watch underwater. You need somebody that's technically a genius. And if they work with you and they say, yes, we're not putting any kind of fluoride releasing material in your mouth which a lot of the white fillings have. So especially in pediatric dentistry, you wanna make sure that they don't use anything that's slow releasing or fluoride. Um, And that they are not putting mercury fillings in your kid's mouth, you know, because it goes so quickly. There's dentists that are, that are doing a great job. I worked for a pediatric dentist for seven years. He was fast, he was quick, and he put composite fillings in kids' mouths.
1: And is that what you recommend, composite fillings?
0: Yes, the white fillings for sure. The white fillings are much, much harder um, to place because they can't be placed in a wet uh, area. The old silver-containing, mercury-containing fillings, you could literally slap them into the mouth and it was just fine. Mm. Uh, and that's what we had. that's the only thing we had for many, many generations and But now we have everything you know we have everything that is much better, so there is no need ever to do any kind of mercury containing filling that just isn't yeah. Yeah, and some people still argue about mercury being toxic, which is safe. crazy. I mean, what universe is mercury in the mouth?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's totally nuts. And when I was in high school, a f- classmate's father died, and he had been a dentist, and s- he had given tons of mercury fillings. And he was alone um, swimming in the Red Sea. My classmate and his family were in Tahoe, and he had a seizure and drowned. And it was from being exposed to all that mercury over all those years.
0: It's, and you know, when I, early on in my, so I started my career in 87. So early on, every single dentist I worked for was on antidepressants. Mm. And the whole thing was, and suicide rate was high. And the whole thing was, oh, it's because it's so stressful. There's way more stressful stuff out there than being a dentist. Yeah. (laughs) So no, that was not the reason. The reason was we were we were completely inundated with mercury vapor. Oh my god! Yeah. You, know, you have to remember that when we take out, I mean, there is also the difference between mercury safe and mercury free office. Mercury free office means that you are just not putting mercury in. Oh wow! Mercury safe means that you are having total protocol in place for uh, protecting your patients in the office from inhaling mercury vapor.
1: What about people who have mercury fillings in their
0: teeth now? What should they do? So, again, it depends very much on the person's overall health. If they have chronic diseases going on or their immune system is down or uh, just not up to par or they're heavily constipated, I don't tell them to take mercury fillings out because you don't have a good way of um, of uh, releasing it. I would say first get yourself in shape, and if you have to have something done, you know you definitely want to go to a dentist that protects you with like a rubber dam and a high um, the high um, oh god this is menopause you forget the most simplest words <laughs> <laughs> uh, the high suction in the room and the ionizer in woman you oh, will wow. see actually people dentists that take this serious you will see them in full gas mask
1: right so you saying they, don't have them taken out if you are immune compromised or your body is like yes. weakened in any way
0: because yes. you won't be able to detox properly exactly because you will get inundated or even a little bit can put you in a place that can make you really sick you know uh. so first of all you would make sure that that you're pooping daily you know that um To do lots of vitamin C, like say, for instance, a filling breaks and you are uh, immune compromised Mm -hmm. and you have, I would say, high amounts of vitamin C. Um, Make sure that you're even you might even go on a cleanse, you know, like Mm -hmm. make sure that you're alkaline, that you're pooping, anything you can do. And then you would only take out that one tooth and you would tell the person, please do not pulverize the tooth out with a drill, chunk it out, take big pieces out, you know. So at least, I mean, really get protected, oxygen mask on, rubber dam, everything you can do. And in this case, you might even get um, intravenous vitamin C while you're sitting in the chair. If somebody, say, has cancer or is immune, you want to do everything you can to not get that toxic load even higher.
1: Right. Wow. Um, So I... I found the dentist I go to now by searching for the term biological dentist.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And they do, I know they have a whole protocol in place for removing mercury fillings. That's like that. And they also give homeopathic remedies to you after right. depending on what you did. So that's another way, right? That people can find right. good dentists searching for biological dentists.
0: Yes. The only thing that's um, the tricky part is, and I always tell people just pray pray to your angels to get the right person sent to you yeah. because you know there's only so many times you can get into a tooth before the nerve goes whoa that's it you know mm. so it has to be good dentistry mm. and to me that's almost more important than somebody that's quote-unquote a holistic dentist you want those white fillings placed immaculate mm. they can't be leaking because you're gonna get decay if they're leaking you know so the I would also ask around and say, you know, people that have had no problems after dental work has been done is a great way of saying that the dentist is probably really good.
1: Wow. I, yeah. So, I, you,
0: thank you. That's, you know I, what I, I mean, love that. that
1: going beyond the paradigm of they say holistic or biological and just looking at yeah. who's a good technical exactly. <laughs> master. Exactly. The technical
0: part as in Swiss watch underwater is huge, you know, especially with the white fillings. Okay. Um, Good to know. Both both of
1: mine are composite. And I think one of them, yeah, like came out at one point, there was a problem with it.
0: And that's a sign that for whatever reason, the person wasn't able to keep the area super dry, or they missed to go slow enough, you know, because they have to be cured, you know, that that blue light that we shine on it, which is a particular um, frequency of turning the material hard. You know, it's, it's the, when we put the white stuff in, it's soft. It's like a cream kind of thing, you know. And then we have to harden it with a particular blue frequency of light. And it becomes hard, super hard. But you have to do that slowly and in increments. Otherwise, there is shrinkage. I mean, those are very technically sensitive fillings. Wow. Mercury didn't used to be. I mean, mm. not at all. You know, there was not much to it.
1: Um, Talking Mm. about me visiting this dentist reminds me of of a short story I want to tell about the connection of all this. So uh, May of 2018, I traveled to the um, Good Medicine Confluence in Durango, Colorado, with my family and my one-year-old at the time. And I taught three classes and we flew and I barely slept the whole time because my one-year-old was like, where are we and why are we going through (laughs) airport security? And it was super, super stressful. I was so depleted afterward. And I had already made an appointment to get this cavity filled, the one I got when I was pregnant, um, on like two days after we got home. So I got the cavity filled lower right back tooth and within a week um, erupted with shingles in the trigeminal nerve in my head, in my face. And I absolutely feel I was already susceptible. My immunity was super low after that trip. But there's something about like getting this work done right there that spurred the shingles to come out along that
0: nerve. Yeah. Um, Okay. Plus, plus, you know, tell me one person that isn't at least normal freaked out to sit in a dental chair. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like even me who, uh, the person that I go to, I really trust them. I love them. Da, 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 da. I am having to do deep breathing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen my husband (laughs) included, I mean, soaked sweat so mm-hmm. you know so it's it's stressful it's a really hel- you're in a helpless position you know when you have all this stuff in your mouth you suddenly feel like maybe you can't swallow or you can't breathe or you know it's a really hard thing to even sit in a chair yeah so it's stressful on that level oh my gosh yeah by uh- the way before i forget uh, i do have a sweet little protocol to go when you go to the den- dentist even if you go just to the hygienist you know, I take Anika 30C when I walk in. I do Noxvomica, like the vomit, Noxvomica, two words, 30C, four pellets as I leave the office. And that apparently helps to release the trauma in the cells mm. or the, um, basically doesn't belong. So if it's a lot of stress sitting there, it helps the cellular memory to let it go. Mm, that's awesome. 30 see one dose. And then Annika, St. John's word, homeopathically is great. Um, and I tell people to do that after every visit. Wow. Um,
1: okay, so healing yeah. cavities. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I could just keep going. Um, healing cavities and nutrition, yes. proper nutrition okay. for bone health. Okay.
0: Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> So that is a super tricky one. Okay, a little story on my end. So for 20 years, here I am, holistic health, holistic dental. I taught Weston Price for 20 years. Um, And when I became perimenopausal, and especially when I hit menopause at like 55, 54.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, but can you just briefly tell people who Weston A. Price was?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so Weston A. Price was a dentist, turn of the century. He basically traveled the world to find out the people that basically had no dental problems.
1: Because he noticed in like the 1920s and 30s, children in yeah. his practice here in America having really jacked up teeth that not yeah. no previous generation that he'd seen had ever had. And he had a feeling, exactly. he had a hunch it was nutritionally based. Exactly.
0: So he traveled the world and he went to all these different places and where he found the most healthiest um, teeth and mouth was the indigenous cultures, of course, you know, indigenous people or people that pretty much still ate uh, the indigenous foods that they were brought up and their grandfathers ate and all that. So. He brought that back, and that wasn't just nutritional. He also did pretty much all the research on our different dental procedures and pretty much came forward with all his findings. And those findings were continuously swept under the rug by the ADA because a lot of it basically meant dentists wouldn't make any money.
1: Right. They wanted people eating this, you know, highly refined Yep. Processed food diet because it makes our dental health worse.
0: Yep, and also the whole fluoride situation—you know, um, all of it had more of a monetary pharmaceutical um, intention behind it. It again, it wasn't really the health intention, the, the health of the people. You know, so he was pretty much ignored by mainstream. He has made a huge comeback, um, I'd say, at least in the last, as as long as I've known, the last 30 years. Um, So my story was, my story up to five years ago, I taught Weston Price, and I taught the nutritional advice that was given. And so my own personal story, I became super sick. My my sweetie thought I was going to actually die. And that was about five years ago, 55, 54. Um, and what happened was I, nobody knew what was going on with me. Um, my nervous system was on fire. I couldn't eat. I was losing literally three pounds a day. Um, I was nauseous. I had a raging bladder infection. I had all these things going on and nobody knew. So. Over the last, so this was four years ago, I literally was on my knees praying. Like, I became better, but it, I, it was very obvious that something was going on with my system, that my system was full of inflammation, and I had no idea why. And Western Price, I ate eggs, I ate dairy, I had uh, some meat products, you know, I had everything super organic, raw, the whole thing. And I became sicker. So I finally, a naturopath started to muscle test me and found out that I was highly allergic to dairy and even ghee. She put stuff next to me and it crashed and it made no sense to me. I'm like, what is going on? And finally, I information came through my desk and I started reading it and it was like, oh my God, this could be me. And what I found out was and I uh, found out through my mom as well is I had been exposed as a child to Epstein-Barr and because I was very healthy I had no symptoms no nothing so I had a viral overload situation going on which took off when I went into menopause for many different reasons it's also known as the stress virus so what happened was as I kept on doing my research is I found out that eggs Dairy, gluten, and animal fats make a perfect environment for the Epstein-Barr virus. So I had to come off all the stuff that was feeding the virus. And the reason I'm even telling the story is it is extremely personal, meaning this is where the detective work comes in. Some people are getting better with the Western price right now, and many many people are suddenly declining. Why? Probably because there is a virus on board, like herpes, Hep C, Hep B, Epstein Barr, uh, Staph, Strap. All these things have a rival. Or what
1: happened? A a retroviral infection, which is stealth and quiet, and
0: what that book, Plague of Corruption, is partly about. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And the reason it is, for instance, Epstein Barr, I'm a master on Epstein Barr, is it can hang out in your liver for decades till it comes out when its um, environment is just perfect for it. And because I had two different stresses a car accident, and I had given up the dairy but was suddenly leaning on eggs because I had no dairy anymore. And egg is the number one food for Epstein-Barr. So I went from like the frying pan into the fire. I went from raging bladder infections, which stopped to rheumatoid arthritis so bad that I couldn't pour tinctures anymore in my right hand. So when I gave all this up, all the symptoms disappeared. So Dietary is really tricky at this point because it depends of what's on board. So if you have something like herpes or Epstein-Barr, which I have been told three-quarter of Americans have in all different kind of um, strength and intensity, so you have to find out what works for you. So if you're suddenly getting chronic stuff happening and mystery symptoms something isn't working for you and you have to go and check it out and see. The way I did it is I just took one thing out at a time. Unfortunately, it can be really misleading because I took dairy out eight months. I didn't have a bite of dairy. And after eight months, finally, my system started to calm down. So it's that's the freaky thing. So if somebody, if you have somebody that can muscle test you and help you with it or a quantum machine biofeedback uh, machine to give you a bit of a startup. And by the way, I remembered 10 years ago, uh, a friend of mine who has a, um, uh, a quantum that it said, I didn't want animal fats. And at that time I was like, what are you talking about? Because I couldn't eat meat, you know? So now I do like, you know, when I have a craving for it, I have my wild salmon, I have my thing, the thing that do I, I do stay away from is eggs completely, because it just flares up my symptoms. But when I'm in Germany, I will have some dairy, but I'm going to be very sparingly with it. I don't have gluten anymore. You know, I do anything that doesn't feed uh, the viral situation for me. So that's why the uh, the um, the pH strip paper can help because it shows you where your pH is. If you have too much inflammation going on, that can mean there is a huge viral overload because the virus does have a side uh, product, which is a neurotoxin. And that's why I said with a viral overload, you can literally have any symptom. You can have literally MS. You can have literally any kind of nervous system Conditioned it can have tons of anxiety it I like my whole nervous system, my superficial nervous system was on fire. you know what I mean so that's why the tricky thing with the viral situation, if you have a virus on board, it will you will have to take care of that through diet as well.
1: everything so, I've ever heard about healing cavities is yeah nutrient dense animal fats
0: exactly. Exactly I was pretty freaked out when I was finding out that I needed to well this is 5 years later my gums have only gotten better and I have no cavities so and I'm a blood type O if you want to even throw that into the mix you know which you're supposed to have animal proteins so the the world is changing right. and the other thing is what helps us to protect what helps our body to protect from environmental toxins and heavy metals and all this kind of stuff is herbs and fruit, and vegetables, and salads. So I always tell people, if nothing else, make that 80% of your diet, Mm. 20% of what you feel drawn to, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. And I would think, too, just the simple things that, of course, we should be doing, like having our bare feet on the earth and getting sunshine every day. And what you just said about the world is changing. You know, I a few times on this podcast I know have referred back to this idea that I know, Susan Weed at least was writing about in the seventies. That I feel like a lot of people were into when I was first getting into herbalism fifteen years ago. Which was like, just live like your grandmother did, and you'll be fine. Stop overcomplicating yeah. things. And it's like, no, that does no. not work anymore. Like no. we have we have upset the balance of the planet and of our bodies too much. Yeah. Where. Yeah like, yeah, you've got to overthink things. You've got to go down every rabbit hole to get yourself well again. You know, you've got to try the things that you never thought you'd try. And yeah, Yeah. it's
0: big and it's going to be different for everyone. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I would say in general, general diet guidelines, you know, lean heavy on the fruits and the vegetables and the herbs because they're all antiviral you know, Mm -hmm. and also they're super alkalizing Mm -hmm. and water content. We're 80% water, you know what I mean? So that's as close to the body as it gets. And, you know, if you asked me five years ago about the whole vegan thing, I would say, oops, you know, that makes it very tricky. But if you are taking good spirulina every day and barley grass juice powder and stuff like this, see, let your body tell you, you know, I was – I am mostly vegan, but I can't say I'm vegan because when I get a craving for it, I will absolutely eat my piece of salmon or my my sardines or whatever, you know, or my little bit of some organic turkey, but it's, my body isn't craving it. Your body is your master in that way. Mm. You'll know. Yeah. You know, you will know. The big thing is if the craving comes and you're not cleansed, that's why cleansing, I think, is pretty important. Then you have to ask yourself, what's craving it? The virus who needs it to survive, right? Or your body? So for me, I couldn't rely on my body to really listen to the to my cravings, till I had done a couple of liver cleanses. Oh. And then it's pretty. It's then I can tell, okay, this is my my <sighs> mind wanting to comfort. No, my body wants a salad. Uh-huh. It doesn't want a turkey sandwich. It wants a salad. You know what I mean? Um. So. Yeah,
1: no, I, well, I was just
0: going to ask about because I don't forget, what is this um,
1: like biofeedback quantum machine that you were talking about?
0: Oh, there is many biofeedback machines, which is basically muscle testing and a machine. I um, mean, okay, that's yeah. totally not saying it correctly, because there's way more going on. Uh-huh. Um, And good muscle testers, um, they can feel, your your body doesn't lie. So, for instance, when she found out that my body was super allergic to dairy, she put um, dairy next to me, and then I didn't even see it. My eyes were closed. And then she tested a certain muscle, and that muscle, for the hell of me, I couldn't keep my arm up. Wow. So the body responds weak. Mm -hmm. So it totally sidestepped the mind, which I love, because Mm -hmm. the mind, we're so inundated with information. We don't even know anymore what's correct, you know, totally. and what's correct us. It's like, it's like a minefield to all the information. There's yeah. paleo, there's vegan, there's macrobiotic, there's fruits yeah. only. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. you know. <laughs> so. Which is
1: going back to, like, what we were just saying, like, go back to nature, you know. Um, yeah. Eat the plants that grow out of the ground, get your bare feet and your hands yeah. in the earth and get some sunshine. <laughs> at the at the minimum
0: at the foundation of what you're doing exactly and then you know um the body cannot if something doesn't support it it weakens so when somebody does a muscle testing they're basically testing the strength or the weakness of a muscle when it is exposed to a certain thing and the body doesn't lie like i you wouldn't know what it is like i had my eyes closed i had no idea what she was testing you know yeah. and she goes oh my god your body crashes if i put ghee next to you which i cried i love you uh, yeah that's
1: tragic <laughs> you know i was like <laughs> crap
0: <laughs> so you know and i but i was eating for 10 years already i was eating very western westernized i was everything raw i mean i was doing and i was coming down with so much inflammation i was like okay this isn't working but why you know yeah. so the whole viral situation yeah. made, I, made a yeah. sense to me so Especially many people are it. having these
1: issues everything that you're talking about you know the stealth viruses and um yeah
0: yeah and also because i was exposed to mercury Right. It's number 1 yummy food for viruses.
1: Yes. And that's if what Dr. Judy Mikovits writes about too is if you have stealth virus retroviral or not in your body, it's usually a toxin exposure that yep. awakens it.
0: And you know what? Look at our environment. Yeah. We are part of our environment. Our environment is toxic. Yeah. So you'll be all the time like I always tell my people, I said you know Get comfortable with the idea of doing a lengthy liver cleanse once a year to give your liver a complete rest and just allow it to cleanse itself. Because that's the other thing. Your liver has to store everything that it doesn't know what to do with, you know. And if your liver is sluggish and full of that stuff, it can't absorb minerals and vitamins. It can't store it. So you'll show up as deficient. You can eat great stuff and you can have great supplements all phytonutrients and stuff but if the liver doesn't have any place to put it and store it because it's so full of stuff you're going to show up and not being able to absorb it you know
1: yeah and I think too many people still think like oh I don't drink excessively my liver's fine and don't exactly. realize that it's like no it's like all of us we have exactly. to really be on top of our liver health at this point and you know another point that
0: uh definitely freaked me out and definitely was like oh my god I heard three years ago, I heard a, and I do not remember her name. She was a bio, she was a marine, marine um, biologist. And she said what she sees in the ocean going on is that not much coal in the ocean is building and a lot of it is dying, which in my mind, compared to the body, is the Mm -hmm, bones, right? mm -hmm. And she says, because the oceans are becoming too acidic. Mm -hmm. talk about a parallel to the human body right yeah yeah.
1: we're all just like holographic reflections of each other and of the whole right
0: Um, so yes we need to give our our body as much as we can so it can protect and deal and it will if we give it what it needs you know and in my mind fruit vegetables in summer, when it's nice and warm, lots of raw salads, you know, smoothies. I throw my spirulina in. Oh, before I forget, five foods to help you to um, release heavy metals. Yeah. And I have done this now for three years because I was in dentistry for so long, mm-hmm. you know. Um, spirulina. Mm-hmm. Vimargy is my one of my favorite uh, places for it. V i m e r g y G company, uh, barley grass juice powder. Those yeah. two together right now give me pretty much the um, the protein that I need. Spirulina has more protein than red meat, mm-hmm. and I did not believe it, but five years later I have to say yes, it's true. I can mm-hmm. get away. With it. <laughs> uh, dulse. Wow. Dults is holds onto the mercury and does not let go Mm, the seaweed the seaweed dulse yeah i love it i love the taste of it i put it on everything um dulse comes often with a warning on it that it contains mercury and yes that's true but it's not a concern because as you eat uh, dulse it doesn't let go of the mercury it just collects more out Uh of you and you poop it out and then the last uh sorry uh wild blueberry wild more important than normal blueberry because wild blueberry has a whole it's one of the most adaptogenic uh, foods on the planet oh wow because it had to learn to deal with such harsh environments Mm. so wild blueberry and then the last one is cilantro Mm. and those different foods take heavy metals out of different areas in the body an adults clumps it, holds onto the milk, it okay, doesn't let go, and you poop it out. Hmm. Yep. Good to so know. So those five, and they have to be eaten within 24 hours. Of so, what? Of a day uh, within each other. I mean, like- so don't do cilantro one day, wild blueberry the other. Those five have to be eaten on the same day.
1: Oh, okay. So you're just going like for maximum effect.
0: Yeah, and I did uh, in my smoothie every day. I put the wild blueberry, the, sal- uh, the spirulina, and the barley grass. So three are gone, and right. then cilantro I put on my salad, and the dulse I put on my anything. Yeah, some rice or whatever, you know. Yeah, and you're done. It's part. It's it's basically in my diet now.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then if you don't have all five every day, especially if you've done it for a while, that's fine.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow. Ooh, it's just like oh. too too much good information.
1: I'm so grateful. I'm I'm already deciding too that I'm gonna make a resource list, you know, because we're you're just yeah. naming so many good things. We're gonna have to give people a visual for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm
0: actually I was supposed to speak at the New Living Expo and of course it's gotten um moved to October. But I am working on kind of just a one page where you have all the different pieces good. listed that are influencing the mouth in that way. Yeah, you know? I mean, really, so, you I'm, should write a book, really. Believe me, I once I move to Nevada City, it's happening.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um,
0: and I will have time to do some writing.
1: Um, okay, let's get into your home care protocol, the products that you make, maybe, you know, we already kind of talked about problems with, um, with toothpaste, yeah, yeah. but just like what, you know, how did we all grow up? What are we doing wrong and what can we do right as far as taking care of our oral health at home?
0: I mean, I think it kind of goes back to like big pharma, you know, just the toothpaste stuff that we got hooked on it's just not in our best interest. And I can tell you a story. This was also now 20 years ago, actually, something like that. Anyways, when, maybe not that long, when um, Colgate, when they came out with this anti-tartar control, a tada control, do you remember that? No. They came out with like a new strength, stronger toothpaste called tartar control. I think it was called Tarragorn. Tar- Anyways, I remember I brushed my teeth, and shortly after, my entire mouth peeled. Like skin coming out of my mouth, you know. And it's just getting harsher and harsher. And now on top of it, it's all about whitening and brightening. So mm-hmm. what I see in even the good paste toothpaste is baking soda and salt and activated charcoal, hydrated silica, those kind of things that you find in like Jason and Velader and Ormia, they are actually damaging the gums. So when Mm -hmm. I clean people's teeth, the kids already had gum recession because when you shove baking soda right on the gum line, you're gonna hurt the little hairy attachments that are basically like rubber bands around the tooth. And then the gums shrink and you're suddenly starting to see a tooth surface that's really supposed to be under the gums, which we call root surface or dentin, which is much softer than enamel. So and then it creates sensitivity. And then, of course, conventional dentists will come at you and they go and throw fluoride back on you. So really doing one thing and is not brushing with anything abrasive twice a day is really important and there is hardly a toothpaste out there that doesn't have abrasive stuff in it and what is is the charcoal for whitening yeah but not to brush with Mm -hmm. like we have a stain removal kit but you don't brush with it you brush first and then you put about a capsule worth of activated charcoal onto your teeth and you can use a toothbrush to dab it on but then you just leave it in your mouth and leave it there for three to five minutes and of course saliva starts to flow it's going to get soupy you're going to be swishing with it and leave it kind of more up front where the teeth are if you do this every single day for 10 days there will be your tooth color minus all stain it doesn't change the color so for to change the color you have to come at it with something pretty acidic or caustic is what we use hydrogen peroxide which is really hard on your tooth structure. It, it is. So all, those, all
1: the strips are hydrogen peroxide, right, that people yeah. put on?
0: Yeah, and that's why a lot of people kind of get really sensitive teeth and gums because it literally, it's. to make it super simple, it's almost a little bit like a cavity process. It pretty much makes the teeth pretty porous, and it kind of breaks down minerals. And if somebody is really, they don't want to smile because they're so self-conscious, I'm like, go for it. Do the strips, don't do any in-house treatment, that's the most intense. Do the strips, do only the top by itself and then the bottom by itself if you want to and leave it off if there is some sensitivity and then just take time, give yourself a couple of weeks and then don't do it ever again.
1: Wow. I
0: I, that's crazy. I have, I've met people that do it like every two months. Oh my and gosh. I know.
1: I know. And what's something that always strikes me too. I like, I've tried those and I just can never stick with it after a night or two. Um, but is that people make their teeth are like glowing sometimes. No, I I'm know. like,
0: I'm like, that doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't. And you know, I, I swear to you, I've worked for a dentist. He used to work, um, in Beverly Hills and he. A lot of actors came and he showed me pictures he said doesn't this look good I said yeah and he goes you should have seen the person in normal life you know it looked fake it doesn't even look good and of course everybody's trying to compare themselves to like the, the white teeth on tv or something but there's a big price to pay to make it look like that mm-hmm. you know so you're saying that first of all you have a teeth whitening kit and that it Right, I call in. it this right I, I call it a stain removal kit because it doesn't change the color, it just removes all stain. And basically you do it with the activated charcoal. I do the the powder, not in the capsule because the capsule often has magnesium stearate in it to make it flow easier. It's not good for you, it reduces tea production. You don't want stuff with magnesium stearate. Um, so just getting yourself some activated charcoal, you know, and then I have a little like the stain removal kit has like a little uh, container where it's in there and it has a toothbrush. It has a child's toothbrush, not to brush with it, but when you're swishing it out, often there is little, you know, you see little activated charcoal in all the little corners and the toothbrush is meant to brush it out with that. And then that takes off all stain. So That's pretty much a very easy, non-aggressive, gentle way of moving stain. That's amazing. And then I do it once a week to keep up on it kind of thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, what else for people's daily? And then,
0: um, so instead of toothpaste, that's the big thing. Uh, I created now, 15 years ago, what's called the one drop only. And I named it that because all day long I would say, just one drop, just one drop. And it was like, oh my God. (laughs) you really just put one or two drops on your wet soft toothbrush and it is full of minerals magnesium potassium and calcium and then i added everything organic i added um essential oil of myrrh which we give to people with gum disease in germany and also essential oil of frankincense which is great for an all over over body um Uh, support and then I added Himalayan salt solution another 85 trace minerals and then I added tons of flower essences and gem elixirs and also Stargazer Lee's um uh planetary essences into it Mm -hmm. I love that (laughs) we were
1: we were just talking about Stargazer Lee before this call and I I'm sure she will end up being an upcoming guest but for people who don't know she's an amazing um stargazer (laughs) yes she is oh I have to interject and say that it is absolutely my favorite toothpaste ever um I think I got some from you at the women's herbal symposium 10 years ago but at some point forgot about it and so have been but I remembered what you taught me about all the other toothpaste sucking so I have tried so many other kinds of toothpaste over the years homemade ones yeah powders with the charcoal and the baking soda and all sorts of stuff and my husband and I were always like why isn't there just like a awesome good mineralizing clean (laughs) toothpaste and then started using yours again a few months ago and we're both like after the first time he was like I love this stuff get more
0: oh and I feel the same way and you know the the cool thing is is that I would say nine out of ten of my customers when they come back to tell me about it they saw the hygienist and the hygienist most of the time says, whoa, what are you doing different? Mm-hmm. And that's why I end up having dentists carry my stuff as well, especially the holistic dentists here in the Bay Area. Uh, because they see the changes. Yeah. You know, they do see that the teeth are cleaner. That's the cool thing about not having vegetable glycerin in it. Because uh it doesn't leave a smear layer. So it actually teaches you how to brush better too. Mm-hmm. After you finish brushing with it, it does foam. Um, you Rinse out, of course, and then put your tongue and kind of guide your tongue over all over your teeth, inside and out, and it should feel like glass. Yep, it does. Perfect. (laughs) And if it feels there is some fuzziness left behind, it actually shows you that you have left plaque behind. So then go back. You don't have to put more stuff on it, but go back and brush a little longer to make sure that all the plaque is off.
1: Wow. And what about floss brands? Like you're recommending the Waterpik, which my 13-year-old has been asking for one and I'm like, okay,
0: I need to get one. Yeah, I love the Waterpik. The Europeans Waterpik, the Americans Floss kind of thing. Uh Um, People that have a really hard time flossing, I tell them, okay, you know, just do the Waterpik every day. And it seems to be doing a very similar thing. Uh, My favorite floss is the Dr. Tong's floss, just simply because... For one, it doesn't have yucky stuff covered on it two it's kind of it goes through the tight spots and stays small and then once you're through the tight spot, it expands, so you're actually flossing a larger area oh. and they also just came out with a activated charcoal floss, uh-huh. which um not so easy for me because I have such tight contacts but uh it, the packaging I love the packaging it's all like in. Um, It looks like a craft paper packaging, Mm -hmm. and the one that I use, the cardamom-flavored floss, is still in plastic, and I so wish that they're changing that, but that's the better one. So they have right now two. They have the cardamom floss, and they have the activated charcoal floss. The activated charcoal floss is in a better packaging, but it really is only good for people that have pretty normal spacing and are not super tight. Mm. What about? I love that gentle floss gentle floss uh is that
1: the silk floss no it's got first of all it comes in totally like biodegradable packaging and it says at least you know there's no added waxes or anything
0: i know i know i know i loved it that was what i had before yeah the only difference is um i is because of my tight contacts. i love the wider yeah like it's just easy on my gums.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I love gentle floss. I've been using it forever. Um, yeah. That's
0: a good brand. I used that before. And what about, so you taught
1: me at the symposium about oil pulling, which I had never heard about before. I right. absolutely loved that information. I did it for years and years. The only reason I don't do it now is because I have a young child and there's just, yeah, you are not allowed to not talk. <laughs>
0: it's right. <laughs> I could say anything I wanted to my mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did it for like thirty years. um Actually, <laughs> I don't do it anymore either. I was wondering. I, yeah, yeah okay. I now gargle with my celery juice, mm-hmm. and I don't do it twenty minutes. I just gargle before I swallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I seem to have really good gums. So I, I, I had. Now I do so much in the morning, making the celery juice, cleaning the thing up, da, 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 da. I, uh, I was suddenly drawn to not do that anymore. See, I I love, I trust people's guidance system. Mm. If people feel drawn to it and it makes them feel good, I'm like, go for it. If they don't have the time and they go, whoa, 20 minutes in the morning, I don't know where I'm going to do that. I would have to get up at 4 o'clock. I'm like, forget about it. Do do salary, do water picking, do something else that works in your time. I mean, I have found my mom still does it. I don't. And we seem to be both fine. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. And, you know, I just I felt different afterwards. What really got me is that like that morning breath that you wake up with is gone when you spit the oil out after 20 minutes. It's like something's Mm -hmm. happening here. Something is actually getting pulled
0: out. Yeah, and the thing is you do have to do it 15 to 20 minutes. Otherwise, it's really not doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Um, I mean, try – I always love experimenting with myself. You know, I feel like the proof is in the pudding is the best way to go about it. Um, try and and uh, gargle with some celery juice and see how you find after. Because celery juice you're supposed to do first thing in the morning or second thing. I do lemon water first and then half an hour later I do celery. And I find it seems to be just as good, and it doesn't take me as long. Awesome. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, like something that you can swallow and talk and do things with, you know, and just see Um, veggie juices, and it's just plain celery, nothing mixed with it, no cucumber, no nothing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done it before and really liked it. Um, so you have your one drop only dental soaps, and yes, I wanted and to I say I also have the rinse. Yes, that's that's what I was going to. But you mentioned that the um, the one drop only foams, and that's really nice, especially because people yeah. are used to the Aquafresh and the Colgate yeah. Yeah. Ha- having a certain you know feel yeah, to it. So exactly. it's nice that this kind of does too. Because no no other natural toothpaste that I've
0: tried have that. You know exactly. It's a little bit the same as like when I use a shampoo and it doesn't foam. And it's something is just not quite as pleasurable, you yeah. know. <laughs> like it needs to be a little something. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the, the one drop only is just geared to bring circulation to the gums, to harden teeth, to leave no smear layer behind, and basically strengthen and tighten up the gums, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, with, as we talked about how how the the mouth is so connected to everything else. So the flower essences and the gemelixes and the planetary essences, the vibrational medicines in there are more geared towards like the fifth energy uh, center. Mm -hmm. You know, flower essences that are helping you to express and to communicate and to become aware of where you don't keep your word to yourself or others. To me, flower essences are like, medicine of the mind or medicine for the emotions it's a different it's a different imprint yeah and so I yeah and so I love putting them pretty much into all my medicines I love playing with the flower beings in that way
1: Mm. I mean truly holistic (laughs) yeah
0: exactly and
1: then the the dental rinse is this is like a Listerine substitute with no
0: exactly die exactly Exactly. so it's it's five herbal extractions and five essential oils so the herbal extractions are neem sage chamomile white oak bark which is also hardening so we have the minerals in the one drop only to harden your teeth and we have the white oak bark as an herb in the rinse to harden your teeth Mm. Uh, so I wanted to do it minerals and herbal so really it's a one two step and not I mean not everybody has to do one or two or wants to do one or two Uh, the dental soap by itself is really everything but if you have some little extra issues or you have a dry mouth then I highly recommend the rinse because it helps you to protect you at night from a dry mouth Mm -hmm. so it helps you to not accrue so much plaque at night and then, of course, you can just put one drop in your mouth to freshen up your uh, your mouth. You know, and it looks like uh, myrrh is the fifth extra. Uh, myrrh, thank you. I was wondering about that one uh, <laughs> and then the, the essential oils are tea tree, thyme, fennel, um, cinnamon, and clove. Mm-hmm. So it really smells nice.
1: Yes, it does. And then you also have um, salves, bitters. It, it's beyond yes. the dental care
0: yeah and because again, the mouth is just a entry into health. I have everything. I have obviously digestive care, which is um the Swedish bitters is the old old uh still original recipe from fifteen thirty eight mm. I have to import four of the herbs from my dad's pharmacy in Germany oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's ten it's a ten herb um formula. And goes great together with a little ginger tea. I love putting tinctures into hot, so a little bit of the alcohol gets evaporated. All right. um, and then we have also a lot of nervous system tonics. You know, we have the California Puppy for pain and sleeping. We have the St. John's, but well, all of them are fresh, mm-hmm. organic, of course. Um then we have the ashwagandha as an adaptogen. We have the holy basil and the divinely tulsi tea. Mm. We have four teas right now. Um, we have an amazing elderberry. Uh, this is a woman, a friend of mine. She's a naturopath, and she's no longer being, playing as a, being a doctor. She's just doing elderberry. We call her the <laughs> elderberry whisperer. <laughs> she has a pure, wild elderberry from the Cascade, Washington mountains. And then she goes back in winter and plants more bushes in the wild. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she is uh, that product is amazing. So is that wild. a tea or a tincture? It's nothing. It's neither. It's a pure extract. It's- Okay. elderberry Mm -hmm. Mm. because so much of the elderberry comes with sugar and syrup and she has one with a little bit of honey for kids and stuff but then she also has the unsweetened which is just pure elderberry and nothing else Um, amazing so we have a lot of like you know when people come to me for take a look at my mouth um then i have support tinctures to help Mm -hmm. because herbs are amazing i mean if you need to help yourself uh, to come back to balance. Herbs truly are amazing.
1: Mm, I see it's this Dr. Yeah. Appleseeds
0: elderberry yeah. extract. Yes, yes, yes. So is it like a paste? Uh, no, it's more liquidy than that. I mean, okay. once you open it, you put it in the fridge. And I take about a half a teaspoon a day. Oh, that looks amazing. It's really good. <laughs> of course, we have the salves. So we have an all-heal salve for like uh, bruising and eczema and whatnot and we have a calendula plus stuff which is a bit more geared towards the face but um like say for instance going out in snow or underwater water or after sun it's not something i would use every day for a moisturizer it's more an intense um healing stuff for like weather or nature exposure mm-hmm.
1: and that's the one mm-hmm. like in the little tube that you can just apply directly uh, actually
0: way? those are just smaller sizes Oh, okay, and you do have like sample sizes for Those anyone are like, who wants Exactly, that. they're like a lip balm sample size, and we're trying to get away from all plastic, so we we put them into that craft tubes, which seems to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what else? I have, of course, turmeric and ginger, and um, a lot of different tinctures to just help with bringing the body back to. Uh, to balance
1: yeah and it's yeah. all at com. yeah yeah i'll of course put the link in the show notes and yeah is there any anything else anywhere else people can find you any events you have upcoming
0: possibly <laughs> um, yeah i have obviously i have a lot of stores carry for me like the good earth here in the bay area fairfax and mill valley the natural food company in el cerrito different yeah. dentists um somehow my my retailers have left my website i don't know how what that happened but i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna bring that back so people can see where they can get it uh the briar patch in grass valley will carry at least the dental line for right now yay uh yay (laughs) um uh let's see i am at the markets in oakland on saturday from nine to two in San Rafael at the Civic Center on Sunday from 8 to 1. Uh, Right now, because of the situation, we are pretty much good weather people. If it's bad weather, raining and windy, we're not going. And in that case, for Bay Area customers, we have free shipping. Um, So, yeah, if if people want to be in contact with me and getting all the updates, they should sign up on the newsletter so we have the shout-outs that will go to them. And what
1: Uh, if someone listening really wants a consultation with you?
0: The best thing is to just call me and set something up. And I do 90% on on the phone or Zoom anyway. So right now, uh, that's totally doable.
1: Okay, Um, great. And that's you have a contact page, of course, on your website with that info. And if it is
0: dental, uh, the thing that I need is I need x-rays. So they would need uh, to contact a dentist and have them Email the X-rays. Most mm-hmm. of them digital anyway, so it's not a big deal. I actually tell people, X-rays are legally yours. So when anybody ever takes an X-ray, if somebody does it for me, I immediately have the receptionist send those X-rays to my email, so I have them to share, and I don't have to bother them when I need it.
1: Hmm. Good idea. Yeah um okay thank you so much Rupam, for this two-hour <laughs> conversation this is the longest interview i've ever recorded and i can't wait to re-listen and take notes and i'm just so grateful for you sharing information that everyone needs and most of us don't have
0: Ah, oh, you're so welcome my pleasure and then hopefully i get to see you in person sometime soon absolutely in your neighbor yep <laughs> <laughs> yay yay yeah
1: Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. I love sharing information and will always put any relevant links in the show notes. You can find past episodes, my blog and our handmade herbal medicines at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, Mugwort, yarrow, redwood, body oils, an amazing sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, so much more, more than I can list there, mythicmedicine.love. While you're there, check out my quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine? It's fun and lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth. And designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com/slash medicine stories. It is so worth your while. There are dozens and dozens of killer rewards there. And I've been told by many folks that it's the best Patreon out there. We've got ebooks, downloadable PDFs, bonus interviews, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning, and behind-the-scenes stuff, and just so much more. The best of it is available at the $2 a month level. Thank you. And please subscribe on whichever app you use. Just click that little subscribe button and review on iTunes. It's so helpful, and if you do that, you just may be featured in a listener spotlight in the future. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue. That's M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U-X from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. Thank you, Marie, and thanks to you all. I look forward to next time.